0: What's going on, you beautiful people? Man, I just sat down with the one and only Dallas McGee. This man has toured the country. He's met cowboys. He's met songwriters. He's met millions of different people, and he's got a story to tell. Now, that being said, we only had about 40-so minutes together, maybe a little bit longer. But um, he drove two hours to be here, and, of course, I start the podcast at about 7.30 at night, and that made it hard on him. So what we're going to do, we're going to do a, a second edition. I'm going to go down to his workshop because um, he also makes guitars. If you've ever heard of Stone Guitars, you need to check them out. He makes beautiful guitars. Uh, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to get the man to make me one when I can afford it. But we had an awesome talk before uh, Before we got on the microphone. Ms. Leanne made us a wonderful dinner. We had candied yams. We had black-eyed peas. We had uh, meatloaf with homemade sauce on the top. It was delicious. Delicious. So big thanks to my wife, Ms. Leanne, for making us a beautiful dinner. When we came up here and we had us a little talk, he told a few stories. He played a couple of songs. And um, it was just a good time. I love the guy so much. I just do. I think he's one of the, he's a treasure. I don't think enough people know about him. I think more people need to know about him. One of the best songwriters I know, and I know a lot of songwriters. And it's uh, just a pleasure to sit down and talk with him. So be looking forward to round two. It's coming. I don't know when, but I can promise you this. It is definitely coming. Um, a couple of things. As always, were brought to you by Just a Fan Photography. Uh, you need to find them over there at Facebook.com slash Carrie Hood Photos. Carrie is spelled C-A-R-E-Y. She takes pictures of everybody, and she more or less does it for free. So if you need some photos, you need some headshots, you need some uh, action shots, you need some uh, come to my show and take pictures of me, Carrie Hood will do it. I can promise you that. We're also brought to you by... Um, RocketPages.com. now that is Carrie's husband Charlie and Charlie will do this for you if you need it now there's a couple of parameters on this and Charlie didn't necessarily tell me to say this but I know these are the parameters He will make you a free one page website. And when I say free, the only thing you have to buy is your URL. So if you're using your name or something like that, it's probably going to cost you five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten bucks at the most. You know, unless you got, unless your name's like Paris Hilton or uh, Beyonce or, uh, you know, Taylor Swift or uh, Barry Manilow or, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, stuff like that. You know, if your name is already somebody else's name, you're gonna have to come. You have to be creative and come up with something else. But you know, half the people I know, you can probably buy your name in a dot com form, and at the most, it's probably only gonna cost you about five bucks. So. That You will have that expense, and I'm sure there's some options Charlie can give you that may cost a little bit more, but he's not going to upcharge you a whole bunch of stuff. He's going to make you a free one-page website. You can put your shows on there. You can put a couple of videos. You can put, you know, a link to your store. Maybe you sell with a, you know, Terminus T's here in town has an amazing thing called Store Frontier where they will drop ship your shirts to the people that want to buy them. Speaking of which, y'all be ready. There is a new congregation shirt coming out. You know, I've said a bunch of times on a podcast that you can't have a congregation without a Greg in the middle of it, and I am your Greg, and there is a new design coming your way, and I think everybody that listens to the podcast, we can just go, we're all going to join the congregation together. And uh, that's going to happen. So be looking for that soon. Congregation t shirts. And yes, I will make it in black. So old Carl Oligny will buy one as well. Because he will only buy them if you make them in black. Now, okay, but sorry, I got sidetracked. It happens easy. But, um, rockapages.com Charlie will build you a page it's one page you can put everything you need and that's all you need your show schedule videos you know a little blurb about yourself and that's it that's all you need that's all anybody's going to pay attention to I promise I, I spend a lot of time looking at musicians that are coming my way that might want to play, you know, the, the and L show or my Dixie Tavern songwriter show. And if you have more than that, I'm not going to dig through your website. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Give me some videos. Let me see what you're all about. And we'll move on. That's it. That's it. That's all I need. That's all anybody needs. Um, I should take my own advice because I think I got about five pages on my website, but I never updated, which is also something I need to work on. Okay, we're growing. We're growing together. Now, this episode, like I said, it's Mr. Dallas McGee. Uh, we're going to come right out of this intro into a live recording that I made when he was at my Dixie Songwriters showcase he tells a little story beforehand and then he sings a little bit of one of my favorite songs my favorite song of his that I've heard so far is probably Idaho which he does play during the episode but he does a little version a little live version of Jesus scared the hippie out of me and I love everything about it Uh, I think that's all the announcements make sure you hit the links down in the bottom I'm doing a bunch of stuff on twitch.tv. It's 100% free. I just You just got to do a little sign up. And you can come watch me. And if you come watch me, there's a little heart at the top of the screen. If you will just tap on that heart and follow me, it makes a world of difference. World of difference. Uh, our next show, if you're listening to this this week when it drops, Mr. Thomas Hines is my guest at the Hog and Ale Smokehouse. In Marietta, Georgia And if you can't make it to the show The show starts at 7 o'clock We only go till 8.30 It's a 90 minute show I got you in the door Out the door I promise We'll tell stories about the songs We'll sing the songs We'll probably just make up some stuff There's no telling what might happen But we'll definitely have a good time I can promise you that And then if you can't make it to that show If you're listening to this from uh, You know Far off reach places uh, Then uh, you can tune in on my Twitch channel um, We're doing a lot of cool stuff over there I literally just got off Twitch I'm doing a new thing Every Tuesday night I sit down and I write songs with my viewers And we had, we had a guy from Moscow Tonight He was tuning in and was using Google Translate to help him listen and talk along. It's a beautiful world out there. You know, so many people talk about technology this, technology that. They're looking at us. They're listening to us. Yes, they probably are, but I also got to write part of a song tonight with a guy from Moscow that I would have never talked to in my entire life, so it's okay. We got, you know, and I mean, I'm not saying being spied on's okay, but it's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. And uh, that's all you're listening right now It's because of technology. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to stop talking. Please welcome gotcha. the one and the only, I can promise you that, Mr. Dallas McGee.
1: <laughs> San Pedro. <laughs> Back in back in the late 60s and early 70s there used to be Jesus freaks and hippies and jocks and socias and you name it buddy. And there were also at every airport there were Hare Krishna's handing out pamphlets. Now, them people drive you crazy. They wouldn't leave you alone either. If you said one word to them, they'd follow you all the way to your gate. That's when you could get to the gate without going secure. <laughs> Anyway, I got real pissed off about it one time and sat down and wrote this song. It's called "Jesus Scared the Hippie Out of Me." Yes. Lives down in San Pedro. Savior came to town. Living with the remnants of the L.A. underground. Smoking malaguena, snorting L.S.T. Jesus came along and stared hippie out of me well, I was living a bad life as a human walking sin Slept with sweaty women, soaked myself in gin Moral constitution,
2: it ain't no degree Jesus came along and stared me out of me Jesus came along and stared be out of me I me to believe Hell would sure And set me free Well I picked up my Bible Turned off my TV Jesus came along And scared me out of me. I
1: was living a bad life As human walking sin Slept with sweaty women Soaked myself in gin
2: moral constitution it ain't no dream. Jesus came along and scared him out of me. Now I found
1: purpose. Everything I eat. Bother everybody when I pass them on the streets. I pass out city
2: pamphlets. Cause my soul is free. Jesus came along and scared him me. God of me. Jesus came along and scared me out of me Taught me to believe him would sure set me free well, I picked up my Bible and turned off my TV Jesus came along
0: All right, welcome back to the Mockingbird, everybody. I'm sitting here with Mr. Uh, Dallas McGee. How's it going, man? Good, brother. It was uh, an unexciting drive. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hold on, let me turn. For some reason, I got my volume on here. That's going to drive me your volume on what? That like it was monitoring. Us. Oh, so I kept hearing now I it back I need to get there. right up on this. No, nah, it's about right there where you're at. You should be all right, I think. Cool. Uh, um, so first off, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh.
1: Well, <laughs> I was telling you just a few minutes ago, I felt like I'm Forrest Gump, man, because <laughs> I was I was raised, you know, in the same era as as th- that movie, you know, yeah. the book and the movie, um, and. I actually started playing guitar when I was 10 years old. Wow. I'd seen Dallas, I mean, uh, Elvis Presley on TV. Yeah. About two years before that. I can't remember exactly when, but I always, I was bugging my dad. I, you know, I need, I want a guitar. I want to grow up and be like Elvis Presley. Right, right, right. (laughs) And so uh, he got me a guitar. He went to the pawn shop and bought a guitar and didn't have a nut on it. We didn't know what that, you know, strings just laying down on the neck. Yeah. So we went out behind the house there and cut a twig off a tree and whittled it down and (laughs) cut some grooves in it and made a nut. And so I've been working on and building guitars since 1960. Pretty much ever since. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, so it felt like, you know, uh, I grew up through the 60s. Yeah. You know, uh, 68, moved from Georgia to Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wow. That's a culture shock, right? Oh, buddy. I've never (laughs) seen anybody with long hair in my life. And all of a sudden I walked into the middle of the Democratic Convention, man. (laughs) (laughs) And all them hippies were getting sprayed with water hoses and all that stuff, you know. Anyway, uh... So, uh, the whole time, I started playing football when I was five years old. So, I was playing guitar yeah. and playing football. Got into high school, and I kept playing football and, you know, trying to usually just use the guitar for just banging around, you know, right. after practice and after games and stuff. And and then the off-season there, uh, once, tried to put together a band. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a high school band, you know, how that thing goes. Anyway... So after that, I went to college on a football scholarship, kind of like Forrest Gump. Right, you know, right. And uh, played for a couple of years and and uh, quit football. And a couple of years later, then uh, I started playing music and then quit school with a semester left to graduate. Really? And went on the road. Well, yeah, went on the road. I'd been playing around town with yeah, a bunch of yeah. country bands. You know, I'd be the... I'd be the young kid in the country band the next guy old, next oldest guy to me would be 50 and I was 23 you know right yeah <laughs> so but finally you know it got to know a lot of musicians around town there and and running around with some of them and and they taught me into starting my own band so then I went on the road and uh quit with a semester left to graduate uh went on the road and uh for about three or four years, did that, five years. Total, I guess I probably went about 10 years being on the road. and. and uh, what do you need? Keys. Well, for what? Your truck. Why? He's
0: behind
1: me. Oh. <laughs> right here. It's all good.
0: So well, just let me stop.
2: Now. I tried to get up before y'all got started.
1: <laughs> I could just give you my keys.
2: We you can yours out the way?
0: Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm not exactly sure what I'm at right now, so. Well, I would be out there if I could buy it. So. Oh, God.
1: All right, Huckleberry. All
2: right, come on. You want a
1: treat? Get a treat.
2: Hey,
1: you want a treat? Come on. Come on, let's go get a treat. Come on. All, all right. right. <laughs> So, you know, I played music for a while, and then I went back to school and got my degree and got a real job, was an engineer for 10 or 15, right. 20 years or something like that. Became a worship pastor and did that for 10 years. Really? Yeah. Really? I never knew yeah. that. Yeah, we the church we were going to there in Pocatello, there was about 75 people when we started. When we left, there was about, I'm frozen over there. Why am I froze? That's a good question. It doesn't. It got its own mind. There it
0: goes. <laughs> well, the other one's running to you. See.
1: Oh, okay. Still, that, the audio is still running in the background. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, uh, we there's about 750 people when I left. Really? And we had, I don't know, about 50 people, I guess, on the worship team total. Wow. So I had two or three worship bands, and then I had uh, lights and sound. Yeah. A uh, drama team had just gotten started. I had uh, people doing artwork for the church. Uh, I, anyway... And my dad asked me. I'm an only child. He asked me to move back to Georgia, so I came back here and uh, started building guitars two years before I left Idaho. Wow! And a lady at the church gave me the seed money to start doing that. She gave me five grand, really, and a place to do it.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing those people along your way that like help you oh. do things. I mean, it's- I got I could list out. More than I got fingers and toes oh, yeah. over
1: the years. You know, people are good. Yeah. You know, you need to quit watching the news. Yeah. not Most get... people are not bad. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'd say 100%, <laughs> 99% of the people I've ever run into have been good people. Yep. Same here. Even the people that were bad people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. And what is the definition of bad people? <laughs> well, you know. I guess, I guess we were playing in with Alberta. Yeah. Uh, and that's out in the middle of nowhere. And as um, I guess it was Monday night. I can't remember what night of the week it was or not. But there wasn't many people in there, and we're playing, and, and this really skinny dude and and wearing his colors, and in the middle of winter time. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: yeah.
1: Real long red hair come walking in, and about 15 people, 20 people come in after him. All of them wearing colors, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's this all about, you know? He walks up to the stage and says, I'm Brother Speed. You know that song, Uh, I Got One More Silver Dollar? And I said, yeah, we can do that for you. So we did it for him. (laughs) And he became a friend of ours. Well, he was his name, all I ever, I've still got his business card in my in my uh, scrapbook. Really. With Brother Speed. And this I guess this is 75, 76, 77, somewhere in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, old Brother Speed, he was uh He was in the Southeastern Outlaws in South Carolina. Really? He was originally from Alabama. Okay. Yeah and the hell's angels were trying to take over back then yeah. in in South Carolina and hell's angels raided the club the his clubhouse he was in and started shooting up the people people in there and he went running out the back door and all he had with him was seven silver dollars and that was enough gas really? money to get back to Alabama He drove down to Alabama, went to his mama's house and shaved his head, shaved his beard off. And when the FBI came looking for him, he told him he had found Jesus. He'd been home for about six months. He wasn't up in South Carolina. And he was a preacher now. Really? Then he ran to Canada. And that's where we met him. was in Witteskman, Alberta, in Canada. Wow. He invited us, and this is good and bad people, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. (laughs) All right, so he invited us over to his house to party for an after party, you know? So we go walking in his house there, and... uh, He's got his Harley inside that he's of course he does. he's <laughs> rebuilding it for the winter time, yeah. you know? Yeah. They rode snow machines in the winter. <sighs> right. They
0: were Harley motorcycle. in the
1: summer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, there's a big he had a pot plant hanging over a lamp drying <laughs> over the lamp, you know. Right. <laughs> anyway, like, there's a big easy chair there. And so I just went and sat down in this easy chair. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not paying much attention. Pretty soon, there's a there's a 45 pointed right at my head, and he goes, "That's Brother Speed's chair. Nobody sits in Brother Speed's chair." I'm so, sorry, 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 sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> you can have it. Yeah, great guy. They invited us to play their Thanksgiving bash, uh, which was in October. The I think. They celebrate October the 8th or 11th. Yeah, or I think something.
0: it is because I, I think I noticed that online not too long ago. <laughs> Some was, people so I was. follow.
1: We went, went and did that and started playing at 5 o'clock in the evening. And there was one other band we played until 5 o'clock the next morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got a picture somewhere of the side of a barn. It's all empty beer cases, the whole side of the barn. Is. Holy cow. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was. But you didn't want to make him mad. Right. You know, right. Yeah. So, there's Holy good people cow. and bad people. So you've
0: been building guitars for a long time, then?
1: Well, not not really. I started. I actually started building in uh, 2007. Okay. Like full time. But I've I been working what, on them for since 63. Yeah. yeah. I mean, off and on. You well, know, that's one
0: of those things you almost have to learn to work on them if you're going to play them all the time, especially yep. if you're on Absolutely. the road, because they get real expensive if you it otherwise gets real expensive. <laughs> yeah. Real quick.
1: We yeah. were. Uh, we were in Hawaii, and our sound guy was—we were a officer—I know it was an enlisted man's club on the Air Force base there. I can't remember the name of it. Hickam, maybe. I don't think it was Hickam. Anyway— uh, he was running sound, and he had a, a Heineken's beer sitting up on above the soundboard, and a peppermint schnapps. And one of them drunk guys banged into it and spilled it all down inside of the mixing oh. board. And we still had to do it. it. It was like a USO tour, right? We we still had to head to Korea, you know, and, and play, and and it was. Making right. all kinds of racket bet. and everything, and some of them guys in the Air Force took that thing, and got it cleaned up and stuff enough that it worked for the rest of the tour. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. But it made a horrendous sound. We were done for that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. This gig's over. Yeah. This gig is over. Well, tell me, tell me more about because you you didn't you open for Charlie Daniels and some well, stuff we got like to that? Meet him, okay. Me and another
1: guy and okay. uh, um, we. Kind of a long story with that, too, but he, he was in town playing a um, concert at Illinois, at Illinois State University. Okay. And uh, me and the bass player and a couple of other guys, we we heard that he was going to be there and uh, went down there. We knew the club owners real good. That was like our home bar. Okay, gotcha. And uh, went back and back and partied with him. And, yeah. You know, had a good time. He he gave me the name of his manager. uh and the company he ran, uh, it was um, Tom Sullivan, and the name of the company was Sound 76. All this is old history here. Yeah. I'm trying to remember all this oh, stuff. Oh, sure. And uh me And uh, me and the drummer drove down to Nashville, thought we had a meeting with him, and that kind of got pushed aside and went into the exit in there in Nashville. And, yep. You know, just kind of bumming around down there. And... Uh, it just kind of one of them things that kind of fizzled. Before Dallas McGee, I was in a, you know, a couple of country bands, and and one of them I was in, we opened for the Dirt Band and John Hartford at oh, the Illinois wow. Country Opry. Really? Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I ran sound and lights for uh, for a band called Timothy P and Rural Route Three for a yeah. while too, and so I got to meet you know. Uh, uh, Sleep at the Wheel. Oh, wow. I'd love and, to meet um, those guys. And um,
0: quite a, I
1: don't know. Yeah. It's just all old history, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, you,
0: we, you have a couple songs, well, you have one, at least one about Idaho. You spent a bunch yeah. of time out there, too. Well, I
1: spent 20 years there. Yeah, so <laughs> what, what took you to Idaho? Well, after our second kid was born, we were living in California. Yeah. We actually had... Um, <sighs> We had built our dream house. Right, it was a 2800 square foot log house. Oh wow! And uh, my wife and I drove almost every nail in that thing, and we had five acres, and it was out in the country for being in California. It was, you know, was up on the side of a mountain. And uh, second kid got when he was born, about they were there was a drive by shooting. I worked in Salinas. Okay, which is the solid bowl of the world okay that's where most your broccoli lettuce spinach
0: really all okay. that stuff
1: comes from the Salinas Valley yeah it was before they started growing down real big in the Imperial Valley in Southern California and in, in, uh, uh uh what's that town in Arizona called it starts with a Y Yuma okay <laughs> Yuma yeah. um uh, those are big areas now. Right. But anyway, there was a there's the Mexican gangs were bad there. Okay. And so there's drive-by shooting about every day. Oh, wow. Um, so I told my wife one day, she said, I, you know, I've always wanted to live in the Rocky Mountains. I got, when I was touring, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, them. me too. And I've hunted and fished my whole life in between all that other stuff. Right. And uh, I'd always wanted to be in the Rocky Mountains. And uh, I said, you know what, I ought to just... See if King can't find me a job somewhere out there. Yeah. So I started calling some of my company's competitors and talking to them. And one of the companies had an office in Pocatello, Idaho, that they were looking for a branch manager. Really. And they hired me to run that branch, and then we got up there and just never left for till the kids were out of
0: high school. Yeah. Uh, high school. Well, actually, beautiful. College. Oh. So beautiful. It is, but man, in winters, they can get yeah, brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of my time out west was spent in the high desert of New Mexico. Yeah, you uh, see, now I'd like, I'd really, yeah. I, I've driven through that part yeah. of the world, but I've never spent time Well, it there. gets cold, but it's not, not Idaho cold. Not, right. No, I mean, well, you can get some snow, but you're not getting those. Four foot. Nah. <laughs> nah, it's pretty rare. And it happens up in the mountains maybe, but no, nah, no, nah, I, I don't do well with that that blistering cold. That's but, not for know, me.
1: What people don't realize is those those cowboys from mm-hmm. from New Mexico, Arizona, <clears> and West Texas, all the way up. To the Canadian border. If you just went north off those two lines up there, they're still real cowboys. Oh,
0: to this day. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now, there's some guy or gal in a a cabin by themselves. (laughs) Yes. And their only job is to take care of some some cows that are in that general vicinity. That's it. All by themselves. Yep. Probably don't own a car. Nope. I mean, they're, they they still exist. Yes. 100% still exist. Yeah. You know, I mean, still self sufficient. Still, yeah, living off the land, and just, <laughs> you know, their only friends a horse. You know? That's right. Yeah. I, I know some. I know some. I know you know. I know guy a bunch of the guys I worked with on the ranch I worked on. They're all they're all still cowboys. That's all they've ever been. That's all they know how to be. Yeah. One of my favorite stories is uh, we had this kid, his name was uh, Jeremiah Johnson, just like the movie. And he was a little short fella. And he always had, you know, giant mustache, and he always wore like a five or six inch brimmed hat, big old hat. And one night we got done working, and uh, he pulls his truck around, because there was like a, not really a parking lot, but like a dirt area where everybody could put their horse trailers Uh that had brought horses with them. And he goes out of the bunkhouse, gets in his truck, and he hooks up his trailer it's like a Friday night maybe a Saturday I don't remember it's a weekend I remember that he gets all dressed up you know the white shirt buttoned all the way to the top you know it was the cleanest jeans he owns knocked the dirt off his boots yeah straightened his you know curled his mustache he goes to get in the car or his truck he pulls it around he goes y'all coming And, and we all called him Jerry I was like where are you we're sitting on you know just like something out of like Lonesome Dove we're all sitting on the front porch rocking because there's nothing to do. I know, man. And he goes, he goes y'all coming? I said, where are you going, Jerry? He goes, I'm going to go load me up some fat chicks. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm all right tonight. And then there he went down the dirt road with his trailer hooked up. And I think he did all that just for that one laugh or that yep. momentary yep. laugh. But... Yep. He's still a cowboy to this day. He, I don't remember where. He's still in New Mexico. Is he? Yeah.
1: That's a that's a different breed out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it really is. They're, everybody's really self-sufficient. Yeah. But if somebody does need help on oh. the side of the road or something. Oh, they're stopping. There'll be 15 people stopped. Yeah. yeah. You know? There'll be
0: too many people helping. Yeah.
1: Yep, that's yeah. exactly and, how it and, is. And every one of them is a chief.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. There's no Indians. There's no Braves. It's all I'm in charge here. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love but, it. Yeah, and and talk about people that uh, most of them I meet, the ones that are real cowboys that have spent a lot of time out by themselves, they don't talk a whole lot either. Not much. Yeah. I mean, my one of the greatest men I ever met was Ben Vargas. Was my boss on the ranch, and I worked. Several long seasons and one almost a whole year. And in that time, I might have heard him say 300 words, which sounds like a lot, but it ain't. It when ain't much. It, it, we're, we're, I'm talking probably a three-year span if you add it, <laughs> put it all together. Yeah. he, much to say. Uh, yeah, he didn't have to say much. Uh-huh. He, he didn't have to. That's why I like Lonesome Dove so <laughs> much. What, yeah, that that oh, yeah. Gus right there. And the, oh, I could talk for hours about Lonesome Dove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Stetson's the Gus model. Oh, yeah, Stetson. Yeah, he's a, I love me some Lonesome Dove. Now, well, here's a interesting fact talking about Ben. That was my boss. Yeah. You know the scene in Lonesome Dove where he said Gus is talking to P.I. and they he went ask him if he wants to chase buffalo. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. so they take off to chase the buffalo. That's actually my boss Ben, because he was born on the ranch when he was right. four. That's not Robert Duvall. It's actually Ben on that horse. And those were the same. But that's the ranch I worked on. Those are the same buffalo. <laughs> that's, yep. that's rich, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a band called Rod Taylor and the Rifters? No. Rod was one was the cowboss. Ben was <sighs> I mean, he was in charge of all the horses because we had 500 horses. We had 2,700 pair. We were a cow-calf operation. Right. So we had 27 pairs, so roughly 5,200 cows. It's 186,000 acres. But Rod was an amazing musician. And it used to be Rod Taylor and the Rifters. Now, if you look them up, it's just the Rifters. And he's really? still a great singer. Is it, is
1: it, just, uh, is it cowboy music? Yep. Is that what it, it is? Yeah, it's kind of like,
0: <clears throat> yeah, they do a lot of cowboy stuff, and then they do, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure Idaho's the same way. On Friday nights, especially in those cow towns or those western towns, so there's a band playing. You go. You go to a dance. Right. That's what you do. You go to right. two step. And every Friday night, when Rod, I, that's what they do. Idaho
1: and Utah's a little bit different. I mean, there's still small towns that yeah. do that. Yeah. But there's a, a lot of Mormons.
0: Oh, that's true. Especially and so, in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so. <laughs>
1: It ain't quite the same, but yeah, it is the same. Right. Because you, you know when you go fishing, you always take two Mormons with you, right? Why's that? <laughs> because if you only take one, he'll drink all your I've beer. Heard,
0: I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard the same story about Baptists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what the difference in a Baptist and a Methodist is? Uh. A Methodist will speak to you in the liquor store. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to tell jokes now. No, I'm a fine with it. I'm okay with
1: jokes. I love jokes. You know what? <laughs> Now, I'm from Georgia, so I'm yeah. going to tell this joke, okay? even okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> You know what's dumber than a Georgia Tech graduate building a bridge in the Sahara Desert? <laughs> no, what's that? That's a Georgia graduate fishing from it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, you got to love life. Yeah, man. You do. You if, have to. You got to laugh. If you can't laugh at yourself or at the oh, state yeah. front, man. I don't know how you get along like, No, you I, got to. I mean, that's what, you know, yeah.
1: And I got picked on a lot, man. i tell you. I moved oh. to Illinois when I was 15, okay. right? Okay. I weighed 85 pounds, wringing wet. Wow. <laughs> Now, I I played—I went—I was at a high school in Atlanta before I went up there. Joey Brown High School. It's gone now. Okay. But at that high school, my daddy played guard, so I was going to play guard. Yeah. All right. We moved to Illinois (laughs) in August. My mom was reading the newspaper— and she said, Hey, are you going to play football this year? And I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, Well, I think you need to be at the high school today to get your equipment. I think there's sign up for football today. So, what, well, take me to the high school? So I go walking into the gymnasium, and all these kids are sitting in bleachers, and there's a coach out front talking to them. And that door slams, you know how gym oh, doors yeah, slam, right? Yeah. He stops talking and looks at me and he goes, Can I help you, son? And I said, I reckon. <laughs> and he goes, uh-huh. He said, what year are you? And I said, what year am I? I said, I just turned 15. He said, no, no, what year are you? I said, well, oh, oh, I'm in the 10th grade. <laughs> and he goes, he kind of chuckles, and he said, you're a sophomore then. I said, I I, I reckon so It's my first time in Illinois. And about that time, everybody in the bleachers is laughing. Yeah. And the coach looks at me, and he goes, there ain't no Z on the end of that word, son. It's <laughs> Illinois. He said, you were supposed to be here yesterday to get your equipment. He said, go upstairs in the locker room. Just go out those doors right there and go up the steps and go upstairs, and there's a you'll see a big kid up there doing some work, putting stuff away, and tell him you need to get equipment. So I went walking up there, and... And this was a big kid. I mean, he was a big kid. Yeah. I thought he was a senior, he was a sophomore. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. Uh oh. And he said, What are you doing? And I said, Well, coach sent me up here to get equipment. I guess I was supposed to be here yesterday. He says you're a sophomore, and I said, "Yeah, I reckon that's what he told me." He hangs his head and he goes, "Oh my God, this is going to be a long season." <laughs> so the first day of practice, we're doing one on first day. We're allowed to hit. We're doing one on one drills. Right. Well, this guy's name was Paul Scott, so I made sure I'd get in line. So I was going against Paul Scott. Yeah. We'd get up there, man, and he just plowed me over. Just ran me over. I jumped up and ran, and I'd clip him in the back while he was running back to get in the line, just hit him hard as I could in the back. We're doing it again till, till I say we're done. So we'd go back over there, and he'd just beat me up. Finally, Coach grabbed me by the shoulder pads and said, hey, boy, you need to quit this. He said, Paul's going to hurt you. And I said, let me tell you something. I don't like Yankees. I ain't never liked the Yankees. I'm going <laughs> to kick his ass for days over with. <laughs> That's just what he did. That's what. The... <laughs> but I started every game that I
0: played after that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you proved yourself. They thought I was crazier than <laughs> They thought you were crazy. <laughs> Put him out there. He's crazy. You can't hurt him. <laughs> oh, man. get oh. hurt though. Oh, <laughs> I'll Oh, I remember. I remember. I played. I played till my 11th grade in high school. And, uh. I'll never forget what we were doing was the Oklahoma drill where you lay oh, down yeah. on your back and you jump up, and boom. And it's my buddy Tavares Mayfield. He went on to play college ball somewhere. I think he might have played at Troy University. I yeah. don't remember. But he went on and played Division II somewhere. Yeah. And I remember lining up, and uh, we're both on the ground, the whistle blows that jump up, and I mean, I was like, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him as hard as I can. <laughs> this guy was a true athlete. Yeah. And we – and he did. He ran me over, and that's the first time in my life that, like, you the cartoons where you, you see, see the stars. stars. Yeah. I, I did. They were just like spinning. Like things were glowing. It's probably my first concussion, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But then another one of my buddies was uh, Jim Griffin, another big old guy. Uh, he went on to play. So I, he, I know he played. I think at Troy, but he was our uh, punt and kickoff returner. I mean, I was probably 145 pounds soaking wet in 11th grade, and he was probably... 2'10", nothing but muscle and bone, and he's running. The whole time, he's yelling at me, don't do it, Greg. Don't do it. Because he, he does. I'm going to hit you, Jim. Don't do it. And he just ran me. Yeah. Slap over. Slap over. I mean, it might have just, like, shoved me out of the way. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember it. It just went black for a second. And that was probably my second concussion. Yeah, but, yeah. But the camaraderie around it's That's what great. makes it. Yeah.
1: That's what makes football yeah. football. I mean Yeah. It's a, there's a family there. Yep. And uh, you know, I don't know. My my best friend on the football team's name was Bart Simpson. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, absolutely serious, man.
0: Wow. Uh Bart was black though. Yeah. Well Jim Jim was too, and he's one of my and, best friends in the world. And uh <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: I can't find him. I've been trying to find him. Of course, he probably changed his he name. He had to change his name. I did get a hold of, of, of his sister, and that. I heard he was. Uh, he's a vice president for Caterpillar, but he was in in uh, Singapore. I think he's been uh, there for the last twenty years or something. Okay. He went on and played at DePaul University, yeah. uh, a Division three school. Uh huh. And uh, actually was inducted into their Hall of Fame. Oh, that's great. He gained 3000 Back when we were playing, freshmen couldn't play uh, varsity football in college. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, in three years, he gained, I think, 3,500 yards or something. Wow. He was actually drafted by the Buffalo Bills but really? didn't want to play. Yeah. He'd had enough, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there comes a time. When yeah, he it
1: just, hey. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> and I always feel bad because you see some of those the old timers that were in the NFL. If you think about that, you've been more or less playing football since you're five, oh, six, hell. seven. And then I played sixteen years. Yeah, and then you go to the NFL where everybody, you know, college good. is one thing, but everybody's good. Everybody's bigger, faster, stronger. And it's like getting every Sunday you're gonna get in at least five car wrecks. That's basically that's the, what it is. Yeah, and. Uh, it can't be good for you. i mean i love football don't get me wrong but that can't be good for
1: they say, you they say that 2 300 300-pound linemen that are that are going yeah. full speed when they hit each yeah. other is like a car hitting a brick wall at 30 yeah. miles an hour
2: yeah
0: and they do it over I and know. over <laughs> and, and that's why you know like they have all the like the cte they're talking about yeah. it and and well yeah. let me tell you
1: i, I don't believe in that because yeah. they don't test anybody but football players well that's true they need to test soccer players players. Yep. They need to test boxers. Uh, boxers in M- MMA. Sure. Yeah, boxers and MMA for sure. You know, and and not just pick on football. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right.
0: You're 100% you know, right.
1: Everybody gets on their bandwagon over one thing and they don't look at all the others. A lot of unintended consequences and everything.
0: Yeah. And I've you... heard
1: repeated soccer.
0: Oh, I believe people it. People doing headers. Yeah, I believe it. You know? Yeah. I can believe that. Anything you get bang your head around, that much cannot be healthy. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> <Yeah. Let> the, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for you to sing that one today. I've heard you sing some songs. That one, one. one. When did you start
1: writing? When I was ten. Really? Well, I, I had no choice. I didn't take lessons or anything. Yeah. So I got a, a Mel bass, four thousand yep. four hundred guitar chords. Sure. And that's all it is, a guitar chords. Yeah. And I would just sit around trying to change. As fast as it could. Sometimes it'd be the same form, shape, just up and down the neck. You right. Know? But and I had to make up something to go with it. Yeah. I didn't know I was writing songs back then. Right. You know, I just. But that's what it was.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's kind of how. I mean, I start. I did take lessons when I was thirteen. Matter of fact, on that guitar right there behind you. Oh, is that I've right? i had that for. Oh, goodness. You a got, long time you picked it, a hole in I did. I picked a hole. That's, yeah, that's, that looked like Trigger. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's retired now. I'll, <laughs> still record, I'll still record on it, because it still sounds good. Yeah, I but bet. What is it? It's a Sigma. It, oh, yeah. It's a D28 Sigma, yeah, that's a, that's but it's one of the ones from the 70s. A so, lawsuit guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they were, Sigma was actually owned by Martin. It was basically like their Fender Squire. Yeah. So, I remember that. I yeah. worked on them. I yeah. was selling them back then. Yeah, that thing... That thing is bomb proof. What time is it, man? Yeah, I was fixing to say, well, well, let's play a song or two. You want to do that? You want to play one? No, was, you, you want me to play I want one? I you to. I'm well, going to set this I, microphone. You want to stand up to play? Yeah, I do. Okay, we'll make it happen. No. give us back this off. Yeah, give us a minute. We're going we gonna to readjust these microphones so he can play and sing one. My knees are getting
2: old. And I, that's got to do
1: with football. I don't care what nobody says.
0: Well, and two, I mean, uh, you drove a long way to get here. Yeah. I I sure do appreciate you coming.
1: Oh, man. I think this is a lifelong
0: friendship. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I love that guitar so much. I'll build you one. I know. I need to get you to. And heck, I'll give you a good price. (laughs) I need to. Only twice what I
1: charge somebody else.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm going to set this microphone up so you can sing into one and play into the other. All right. Keep forgetting, we are you or is this thing on TV? Yeah, but it's mostly just recording the videos, don't worry about that. Right now, it's just us, nobody else is watching it. Anymore. Good <laughs> now, it is
1: all being recorded. Oh, you want me to do original or cover? Oh, original, all right. I'm going to do one you ain't never heard. Okay. At least I'm going to try to. I hope I can get enough breath to do it. Is that okay? Okay. You know, I, I was on the road quite a bit when I was playing music. And uh, and uh, that can cost you relationships. When you're not around, and I was watching a movie the other day. Here, it's been about six months ago, eight months ago, and uh, there was a line in there. The, the TV show is a TV show, Queen of the South. You ever heard I of? it? All right, it's about a lady that becomes a drug lord. Okay. Oh, she, I, yeah, I heard it. Yeah. And, and uh, her her n- lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Dan. No, <laughs> her lieutenant says to her. One time he says, you know, you got to be careful because your heart can kill you faster than a bullet. That's a good line. And so I wrote a song called (laughs) Faster Than a Bullet. (laughs) But it's it's about, you know, what happens when you're not at home. Okay. All right. (laughs) <laughs> there you go, man.
0: Right, will you play me uh Idaho? Yeah, I will. We'll play we'll do that and we'll close out because I know you gotta drive a long way. If I can remember it. Oh,
1: I know you remember it. Yeah. Let me pick up the tempo a little bit. looking for rhythm soothes my soul like mountains in idaho from the high plains covered in snow lord i miss idaho things in life most often are free like the sunshine all the air will breathe I have a place that you can go
2: Lord I'm missing Idaho wind is whistling through Back
1: to a friend of mine. He was small in stature, large and hard. He's a real working cowboy from daylight till dark. He was getting old when I had to go. Lord, I miss him so. Taught me how to rope and how to ride said there's a rhythm comes from deep inside just drop the reins boys and let him go lord i'm
2: missing idaho Loved his whiskey and he loved Jesus too. There wasn't much that old cowboy couldn't do. Life was like a rodeo
1: So drop the reins, boy And let her go He rode the rodeo In the mountain west He rode them bulls He was one of the best The damage done had taken its toll, Lord, I miss Idaho. When I left, I never told him goodbye. Didn't want him to see the tear in my eye. Knew he'd try his best to make me stay. Lord, I miss him today.
2: He told me life was like a rodeo, so drop the reins, boys,
1: let her go. I miss Idaho. in Idaho Lord I miss him so Yes sir Gary Miller that's who that's about Yeah Gary Miller
0: Here let's sit down for just one more second and we'll finish her up so we can get you on the road Man I love that song That's a good one You got so many of them Jesus scared a hippie out of me too. Yeah, I'm kind of I surprised you didn't it. want to hear well, that. Well, just we were we were talking so much about Idaho, that's what made me think about it. <laughs> well, uh, first off, thank you for being here.
1: I sat on something. Oh. oh. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. I, I'm not kidding you. This was this was a blast.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Too
1: bad I lives so far away. Oh,
0: that's all right. We'll do it again next time. I'll come down to your shop. And we'll talk oh, yeah. guitar building. Yeah, it, that's good. Because I got a mobile rig for all this. So I can, do. I can make it happen. Oh, you
1: should do that, man. Yeah,
0: we'll do that. We'll plan it sometime uh-huh. soon. We'll pick some songs and.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll let you do most of
0: the picking. And I'll that do fun. all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You picked this fine. <laughs> you just picked this fine. Yeah, I'll bring that microphone right there. We just sit in the middle of the shop, and I'll bring the laptop top, and we'll just record the whole thing. All
1: right, man. I'll have some real characters yeah. there for L- that.
0: Oh, let's do that. All yeah. right, I'll send you. We'll, we'll get a date. We'll make it happen soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here. Be careful on your drive thank, back thank home. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank yeah. you for dinner, man. Oh, of course, man. That's on Miss Leanne. She <laughs> made some candy yams and some black eyed peas and some meatloaf. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it was. It was real good. Down home eating. Yeah, that's right. That's all she <laughs> cooks. All she knows how to cook. All uh, right, man. Well, Appreciate well, it. Thank you. All right, y'all. Till next time y'all uh, till the next time I talk to y'all y'all be nice to one another